Welcome to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. This show was created with the intention of helping others to help and love themselves. Aside from weekly skin tips, you will hear me spotlight extraordinary souls from around the world who are making a difference by helping others in their own unique way. You may also hear me follow up with a guest I have hypnotized in an online edition of Love from the Hip, which is available on YouTube. Together, we can all make a difference, and it starts with love. Love from the Hip. Many boys and men today are still in search for the father who has not offered nurturing, modeling, protection, appreciation, stability, affirmation, affection, and compassion. This has come to be known as father hunger or the father wound. Father hunger or the father wound will lend to behavior and actions that call attention to their pain, in a sense calling out for a father to straighten them out and let them know how to handle pain as a grown man. According to the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Fatherless children or children of absentee fathers are at a dramatically greater risk for drug and alcohol abuse, dropping out of school, suffering from health and emotional problems, and becoming involved in a life of gangs and crime, and more likely to end up in jail. In 2014, for the first time in America's history, the average expected experience of childhood now includes living in the absence of one's natural father, as stated by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Father absence takes on many forms and does not require the father to be physically absent. For instance, many baby boomers were raised by fathers who were physically present, but emotionally absent. These were fathers who were products of war and depression, became strict and personally detached. In 1996, David Blankenhorn wrote Fatherless America, which chronicles the diminishment of American fatherhood over the last 200 years. Blankenhorn explains that the 18th century child-rearing manuals were actually written for fathers, It wasn't until the 19th century in which men were called to work and the role of primary caregiver and child educator shifted to the mother. Until 1943 even, the U.S. government resisted demands from the military to draft the father class to fight in World War II. Blankenhorn underlines that during World War II, the absence of a father was viewed as a necessary but temporary evil. Fifty years later, in the 90s, fatherlessness was viewed as normal. And today, sadly, fatherlessness accounts for 24 million children globally. Blankenhorn outlines various roles when it comes to fatherhood. The three starring roles are the unnecessary father, someone we can get along without, he inspires disdain, the old father, someone we cannot get along with, he inspires anger, and the new father, fatherhood without the masculinity. Blankenhorn then casts deeper, more specific roles like the deadbeat dad, the visiting father, the sperm father, the stepfather, the nearby guy, and the good family man. According to psychologist Frank Pittman, in this same 200 years, each generation of fathers has not only had less authority than the last, but also masculinity ceased to be defined in terms of domestic involvement. They instead became father the provider, father the disciplinary, and father the audience. Pittman claims that although many a generation fear being like their father, and therefore avoid having children, that there is in fact great healing in fatherhood, and that in becoming father the nurturer rather than just father the provider, enables a man to fully feel and express his humanity and his masculinity. Many of today's young fathers are consequently either absorbed in their own father relationship or searching for the means to rise above their own past and break the pattern. Gordon Dalby, author of Father and Son, The Wound, The Healing, The Call to Manhood, maintains that the key to becoming a father isn't merely commitment or motivation. Instead, it is about the prior and primal step of manhood in becoming a son. Dalby goes on to say that most men suffering from father hunger also tend to seek out pornography or casual relationships because of a fear of true intimacy and also a fear of engaging with a real woman. According to Dalby, a real woman reminds fatherless men they don't have what it takes to be a real man. A real woman needs masculinity to become fully feminine. And there is the fear of intimacy with fatherless men as well, because a real woman will find out that they are hurt, which fatherless men think makes them weak. Dalby also explains that because a boy of an absentee father, whether emotionally or physically, was taught to stuff their emotions, later in their life it will be much easier to kill somebody or hurt someone, especially women, because they are the ultimate reminder of what they wish they had but don't allow themselves, which is this freedom of emotions. So how does one heal the father wound or satiate father hunger? Dr. Ken Canfield of the National Center for Fathering says one needs to allow time and effort for grieving, healing, 
and restoring their heart. Dalby recommends going to source, spirit, or seeking the true father, God. I believe it is also extremely necessary to father oneself. By that I mean one needs to show up for themselves in the way in which they desire their own father too, as well as show up as the father they wanted and needed to other young men and women around them. By doing this, one will not only heal, but simultaneously heal others in the process. Today I have the pleasure of interviewing host of Gratitude Unfiltered, producer and brand designer Joshua T. Berglund on my show. He will share how he healed his father wound and trauma, and later on the show, we will open up the phone line so he can offer you advice on how to turn around your trauma. So stick around after this quick break. Hypnotherapy helps you discover and explore deep, sustainable life changes. Let Sakura guide your communication with your unconscious mind. Rid yourself of negative behaviors, fears, pains, and emotions. Weight loss, smoking, childhood drama, chronic pain, and much more can be addressed. Begin healing now. Just $100 for the first session. Learn more. Sakura Skin and Mind.com. S A K U R A Skin and Mind. Com. Bring out the healthy way of thinking you didn't know you had. Wherever you go, Alternative Talk 1150 is here for you. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook and to subscribe and share my YouTube channel and podcast on Podcast One, Love from the Hip, and that's HYP. Today, I have the pleasure of having Joshua T. Berglund on my show. Joshua is the host of Gratitude Unfiltered, producer and brand designer. Hey, Joshua, thanks for being here today. Hey, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well. Where are you joining us from? I don't want to tell anybody where I'm at. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, I'm hiding away right now in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Oh, okay. All right. So I'm missing L.A., but there's good things happening here right now, and uh, mm-hmm. I'll go back home when it's time. Well, there you go. A little R&R. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something so- like that. <laughs> <laughs> So did you yourself deal with a father hunger or father wound? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, I didn't know you were an esthetician. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> I, I design a lot of uh, skincare brands and, uh, and cosmetics as well. So that's that was pretty cool to hear that. But yes, to answer your question, um, you know, my father was uh, very, very abusive, um, physically abusive, um, you know, a bit of a narcissist, not a bit of a narcissist, a narcissist. Um, and really, I, you know, it's so weird, though, because now I can I can look at some of this stuff and just go, man, I am so grateful it happened. Um, but, you know, I, I remember I was actually talking to my girlfriend about this the other night. I remember winning golf tournaments or, you know, and him you know, coming off the golf course and him lecturing me about how bad I played after winning first place hmm. or tro- like getting, you know, having 20 tackles in a football game and him telling me that, you know, I was lousy and, and not very good. And, you know, just that desire and that burning desire to make him proud and to hear him say, good job, I'm proud of you, I love you, or a hug. Um, you know, the closest thing to intimacy that I had with my father was his hands around my throat throwing me against a wall. Mm. Uh, you know, and, and the that stupid abusive saying after you're getting, you know, spanked with a board and a belt and whipped, you know, yeah. uncontrollably that this is hurting me more, worse than it's going to hurt you. And, you know, like as yeah. my butt is bleeding and, you know, I, and, and just like there's scars and whelps everywhere. So, I mean, yeah, to answer your question, yes. Okay. So how did you come to heal that? <laughs> well, um, six times in jail and all kinds of things later, um, I got in a shouting match with God. Actually, God wasn't yelling back. God was speaking very quietly. Um, I was in isolation in LA County jail. Um, God, this is almost like about five years ago. Okay. And I'm screaming at God. And I, now I know why I was put in isolation. Um, but I was screaming at God, like, why won't you change me? Why won't you fix me like everybody else? And I was so mad because, I mean, there were so many times that I tried to ch- turn my life around and, you know, and it just it just never worked. And I kept fa- failing and failing and, and making the wreckage and the damage that I was doing to other people and to myself. I was making it worse and worse every single time. And, but here I am in jail the sixth time. 
and screaming at God about why he won't change me. And I heard God say to me, you have to forgive your father. Mm-hmm. How in the hell am I supposed to do that? Mm-hmm. Because it happened to him too. Mm-hmm. And for the very first time in my life, I was able to have compassion for my father um, because it did happen to him too. But the other part was the realization that not only had I become like my father, I had become way worse than my father Mm. and um, way worse, in fact. So it took compassion and then forgiveness. and, and, and I was, after the compassion, I was able to forgive. And it was just under the, under the understanding that it had happened to him too. And he didn't know better. Kind of like I didn't know better. I didn't have a good example of what it was like to be a man or a father or right. um, even a, even a, a boyfriend or a husband. I mean, my, my father was, you know, a serial cheater and Um, you know, and I, and I don't want to, I don't want to speak bad on his name now because I legitimately have forgiven him and I legitimately am able to look at, you know, even the abuse and things like that. I, am able to look at it with gratitude now because I, it's fueled what I get to do now. Right. And, and I'm, and obviously it stinks and it's, it sucks and it's not a lot of fun and to go through all that, but you know, I really have forgiven him and I'm able to look at different things now and just go, God, I wouldn't have this insane drive that I have in this, this perfectionist attitude and mentality. Um, and there's a balance there, of course, it's not psychosis anymore, but you know, now it's, 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 there's a healthy drive that I have that, you know, I can do anything and I'm not going to quit. And like, no matter what's thrown at me, I'm never going to give up. And I look at failure is opportunity and a way to step back and you know nothing i don't look at anything anymore as this is done you know what i mean so that never quit never die attitude came from what i went through with him right and then were you also i mean he it it put you on your path to purpose but did it also allow you to kind of leave the victim card at home yeah life happens for us not to us and that's and that's everything i mean you know, having HIV, um, you know, going to jail six times, being bankrupt, being homeless, um, you know, all, all of it, the abuse, the being molested by men and women, um, all of that stuff, I can honestly say that it, it happened for me because of what I get to do now. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, hey, Joshua, I hate to interrupt you, but we're going to have to take another break. But remember, this is a live show, and if you would like to ask Joshua advice on how to turn your trauma around, then feel free to call 1-888-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527 after this quick break. Post-traumatic stress syndrome affects people from all walks of life, triggered by sexual assault, traffic, collisions, warfare, or other threats to life. PTSD is a killer. Every day, an average of 22 veterans commit suicide due in part to PTSD. Retired U.S. Colonel Debbie Simpson struggled with her own PTSD, following a military career specializing in critical care. Debbie turned to dancing as a way to heal unresolved grief, guilt, and shame caused by the losses of war. The benefits were so great that she founded the nonprofit Battlefield to Ballroom, a unique approach to assisting other brave warriors. Battlefield to Ballroom has partnered with famed dance company Arthur Murray International to help veterans in need. If you or someone you know can benefit, log on now to battlefieldtoballroom.org. That's Battlefield, the number two, ballroom.org. Life is a dance, and you can give the gift of the first steps towards recovery. Donate at battlefieldtoballroom.org today. Men, care for your skin properly, starting with your face. Sakura Skin and Mind offers their Gentleman's Groom Clinical Facial for just $120. Designed for your rugged skin, a deep cleansing clinical facial is like a one-two-three punch to wrinkles, age spots, and problem skin. 
Tame those brows, ears, and nostrils. Sakura Skin and Mind. Erasing wrinkles one clinical facial at a time. Learn more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A skinandmind.com. At Madsen Medical Spa, our goal is a healthy, beautiful you. We're a full-service medical spa, but our focus is educating people on maintaining health and wellness. We're excited to announce a new addition to our menu, Nootropic Popular Beverage. This magical drink formulation alleviates unnecessary snacking while keeping you focused and alert throughout your day. It satisfies your hunger, renews your energy, enhances your mood, diminishes aches and pains. Essentially, it makes you happy. And who doesn't want to be happy? Patients have already been raving about Nootropic Popular Beverage. They've elevated their mood while losing inches in the process. It's safe, natural, fast, and effective. Drink happy, feel happy. Nootropic Popular Beverage, happiness in a cup. Available at happytoelevate.com. That's H-A-P-P-Y-T-O-E-L-E-V-A-T-E.com. Or call 206-234-9188. Warning, you may feel happy. Is your tween starting to experience a change in their skin? Want to get them on an easy at-home routine and have good skin hygiene? Allow Sakura Skin in Mind to help your tween out. This brief, deep cleansing and educational 35-minute facial is just enough to get your tween, ages 10 to 12 years old, started off in the right direction. Sakura Skin in Mind uses the latest in the clinical skincare industry to care for your tween the right way for just $65. Sakura Skin in Mind, treating skin out there with an of treatment and a pound of protection. Call 206-730-7429 or go to sakuraskinandmind.com. Conversation you won't find on the rest of the dial. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Left from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. Don't forget to tune in right here on KKNW every Wednesday at 2 to 3 p.m. for more Love from the Hip. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing Joshua T. Berglund on my show. Joshua is the host of Gratitude Unfiltered, producer and brand designer. And remember, if you would like to ask Joshua for advice on how to turn your trauma around, then don't hesitate to call 1-888-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527. So Joshua, before the break, you were talking about how it was really when you were in jail that you kind of had this aha moment. And you were able to see your father in a new light of compassion and forgiveness. Now, was he still around? Were you able to actually practice that on him? <laughs> no. Um, I, I hated my father um, to the point that there was just nothing but blatant disrespect on my end towards the end. As he was dying of melanoma and had you know multiple tumors in his brain and now throughout his body, you know, I, I just didn't have any respect for him because he was staging his funeral. And, you know, I mean, when I say staging his funeral, he was trying to make it set up like he was this good man. And, mm. and he wasn't. He, his whole life was a lie, kind of like mine was, in yeah. fact. Okay. Um, so I was able to forgive him. Um, and unfortunately, that it was I was forgiving him when he was already gone. And... You know, it's been tough. I mean, there's been a couple times that I've I've woken up and I'm like, man, I wish I could talk to him. I wish I could show him that, you know, this path that I chose was the right path. And I mean, I, there's a couple things like that that I have, but truly, I just have nothing but compassion and even sympathy for him. That, you know, we grew up in a an era that, you know, parents did. The, I think parents, for the most part, do the best that they can do. You know, they learn what they learn from their parents. And, you know, back then, you know, it wasn't it wasn't real popular for our parents to talk about their feelings and go get help and go get evaluated, you know, psych evals. And, right. you know, and, they, and it wasn't especially men. Men didn't talk about being sexually abused or physically abused. So mm-hmm. in turn, they stuffed it and then acted out and became, you know, whether it's they became abusers or they became whatever. Um, so I've just had nothing but been able to have compassion for him. And it's interesting that you bring up that question because somebody asked me last night or maybe even today, is it easier to forgive somebody when they're gone Hmm. or when they're still around? And my answer instinctively was when they're still around. Okay. Um, because you have some hope for them saying, I'm sorry and making amends with you. 
Right. And I don't know if that answer is 100% correct, because in the end, I think the process to forgiveness is is really the same either way. Right. And I believe that even though, like, say you have a toxic family member, you know, like my father was never going to admit to what he had done. He was never going to admit to the abuse, the cheating, um, and some of the other things that I, you know, like that he had done. He was never going to admit to that. But I also knew that it was not healthy in this path that I'm on now. He, he wasn't healthy to have in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a toxic relationship. So I was, I would have been able to, and I've been able to do this with other relationships, forgive them and understand that they don't know any better and look at it like, look, they're, you know, I, I'm a, you know, that life, the life change I made was giving my life to Christ. Right. Um, and so I'm able to look at things like that of like, they're hurting They're I have compassion for quote unquote, the sinner. I have compassion for the person that is lost in their way. Mm-hmm. And so I look at those situations just like that. They just haven't found how to heal yet. Right. And so I'm able to look at that with, with compassion and with grace and understand that they're just, they're just not there yet. And they're not even capable of apologizing or looking themselves in the mirror to go, I'm an abuser, I'm a cheater, I'm a, you know, whatever it may be. They're not there yet. Mm -hmm. Well, and to go back to what you were saying about whether or not it would be better if your father had been around or not, if it would be easier, right? The forgiveness. Mm -hmm. But I mean, don't you think if he was alive and him, you wanting him to hear him say, you know, it's okay, um, that's really for you anyway. Right. Absolutely. So, oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So can I ask then, do you agree with Gordon Dalby? Cause it, it sounds like you found God in you were seeking father in God to remedy that father wound. Is that yeah. kind of what happened I, for you? Our, I think our parents, the people that, you know, give life to us are really just like managers of our life. I think our true father is father God. And in the end, I can think about all the voids and the codependency and the insecurities and the struggles and, you know, all of those different things in my life and that giant gaping hole that I had in my heart and my soul, you know, that's been completely filled by God, you know, and that, that is evident in the way I know and believe that more than anything is the example of that. Or the proof of that is the relationships that I have in my life now, because now that I'm whole, the people that are in my life now are whole and complete people. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them don't have parents. They don't have, you know, they don't have those things either. So I do believe that the father God is our true father. And when we come to find him and discover him and are in relationship with him, that is when we become not just whole, um, you know, we become, become complete And on top of that, we also become people that are able to carry out our missions on this earth Mm -hmm. because all of us, each and every single one of us are here to serve others. We're here to serve humanity. Nothing, the gifts that we were born with Mm -hmm. are not about us. They're about other people. Our gifts are to bless others. And, and, And I believe also the traumas that we all experience and look, you know, trauma, there's so many different levels of trauma, but you know, we were created and designed to hurt a handle of a certain amount. Mm-hmm. And that becomes part of our mission and our purpose is to show other people. It's like getting the keys, right? We get the keys to be able to set other people free. And that's why it's so important that we live in truth because our truth is ultimately what helps set other people free. It's what ignites the supernatural power of truth. Mm-hmm. And, and it really gets us in line with our true purpose on this planet. So what do you say then to people who actually have suffered religious trauma and and saying to them that the truth is in God and finding out yourself is in God? I mean, would you say then it more of a sense of working on yourself is also as close to source? Well, I mean, I, okay, so let me answer the question this way. I'm not religious at all. religious dogma, the persecution from the church. I grew up in a very strict, you're going to hell uh, for doing anything church. Part of the reason, you know, after being molested um, by two men, you know, I, I really struggled with my sexuality, not knowing, 
you know, if I was bisexual or, you know, what was, or what I, or trisexual, in other words, try anything, mm-hmm. um, anything to escape. Like I was constantly, but I'm sitting in church listening to how I'm going to hell for wow. <laughs> you know, right. these activities. And I'm like, but it, I'm going, but I'm seeing like half of the people in this church on the chat rooms. And like, I'm seeing these people when I'm, right. when I'm partying and doing cocaine and meth. And I'm like, I'm seeing all of these people that are in this church. So they're all going to hell too. Like, this is insane. Mm-hmm. And I don't, and not, that behavior is not right. I don't believe that the, the, this religious control bull crap has got to go. There's more freedom in following Jesus because there's, to me, again, I, I don't call myself a Christian. I call myself a follower of Christ. So I follow Christ's teachings and I'm guided by the Holy Spirit. So the Spirit is what guides me and tells me like, okay, this is what you need to do. I'm like, but that doesn't make any sense. Yes, that's exactly why you need to do it because it doesn't <laughs> make sense. And and I, you know what? And every time I follow that, I, 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 I end up exactly where I'm supposed to be. And all of a sudden my dreams are coming true and yada, yada, yada. And also the more quote unquote, Christ-like that I am, the more pure that I live, the more I'm able to access my gift, the more I'm guided, the more I'm hearing and I'm aware of what I'm being instructed to do. Because here's the thing, I'm at a job job in five years, yet at the same time, I've lived the most extraordinary life possible. And that's by doing what Jesus called me to do, what the Holy Spirit is guiding me to do. So religious persecution and that abuse that people went to, my girlfriend grew up Roman Catholic in the most corrupt of all Roman Catholic churches you can imagine. And like, but here's the thing, isn't it the the Roman empire that killed Jesus? And didn't the Roman empire become the Catholic church? So like, you know, like I look at stuff like that and I could be wrong a little bit there, but from what I understand, what I just said was exactly true. Like, obviously there's a control element. There's a perversion Mm -hmm. of God's principles, like when God created, for instance, yoga, I'm going to get off, like, the, the, the God's principles are correct. God's principles work. However, the devil, the enemy corrupted them because they work and he's able to do that. So like religion, religion is a corrupt principle of God because God created the laws of truth, the, the universal laws of energy, the like all of these universal laws, like following Jesus is a very spiritual thing. Like the spiritual, but not religious people. I love them. You know why? Because they're like 95% correct. Mm-hmm. Now they're also playing with fire because look, if you believe in angels and you believe in spirit guides, well, guess what? You get to believe in demons too. <laughs> so and <laughs> right. the only way to keep those demons out of you, I believe is the Holy Spirit. And I'm saying this as somebody that has been, had every possible demon imaginable. I mean, trauma victims, people that are abused, people that are molested, they take on the spirits of other people, like soul ties, right? Well, yeah, Joshua, I'm going to actually stop you right there because I want to okay. come back to that. But we're going to have to take a quick break. But remember, this is a live show. And if you would like to ask Joshua advice on how to turn your trauma around, feel free to call one 298 kknw or 425-373-5527. And also stay tuned for the Weekly Skinny after this quick break. On this Weekly Skinny, I would like to discuss makeup wipes. Are they good for your skin? And do they indeed do a good job? According to dermatologists, makeup wipes do not do a good job removing all the debris, dirt, makeup, and oil off of your face. In fact, regular use of them can actually clog your pores and cause more breakouts. In an article published in the Huffington Post, Do Makeup Wipes Clean Your Face Properly? Dermatologists Weigh In by Julia Bruculari. Dermatologists say that unlike cleansers, makeup wipes tend to leave a residue on the skin because there is no water used to actually help remove that residue. According to board-certified dermatologist Dr. Craig Crawford, it is the rinsing that is a vital part to the cleansing. It is the part that removes the dirt, oil, or makeup from the face in the cleansing process. Archana Sangha, board-certified PA at Anne Arundel Dermatology in Virginia, also says that if the wipes are leaving a sticky or tacky film on the face, which could be their quote-unquote moisturizing benefit, what it is actually doing is attracting more germs and pollutants to your face. Crawford also cautions against the chemicals used in the wipes like 2-bromo-2-nitropropane-1, 3-deal, which releases formaldehyde, a common allergen and carcinogen, Another one to watch for, he warns, is iodopropyl nil butyl carbamate, 
which should not be inhaled. Phenoxothenol is, however, a safe and effective preservative. Dr. Angela Lamb, director of Westside Mount Sinai Dermatology Faculty Practice in New York, encourages consumers to just stay away from purchasing wipes with an extremely long ingredient list. Crawford also explains that not all wipes are good for all skin types. In fact, acne sufferers will actually fare better with wipes than those with dry or mature skin. Lamb, Sanga, and Crawford agree that wipes should not be the alternative to cleansing the skin with a facial cleanser, not to mention the harshness of the wipe. Most wipes are made from rayon fibers, which are primarily from wood pulp. So essentially, every time you rub your face with a wipe, you are causing microcuts all over your face, making it more susceptible to breakouts, infection, bacteria, and more. Of course, if they are the last and only resort, then go for it. But a regular routine of using the wipe will endure more bad effects on the skin over time than it is worth. Did you know that your skin is your body's first defense against disease and infection? BrioTech knows and has developed their topical skin spray to enhance your skin's natural healing responses and defenses. BrioTech is all about providing its customers products that help promote skin wellness. BrioTech Topical Skin Spray is a light misting spray free of added fragrance, oil, alcohol, and parabens. All this protection without clogging your pores. It's a must addition to your all-around daily skincare regimen. Try BrioTech, a collection of sprayers from two ounces to eight ounces. With this bundle, you can have BrioTech Topical Skin Spray wherever life takes you. All natural and safe to use from head to toe. Irritations, redness, post-procedure sensitivities? Get BrioTech Topical Skin Spray today. Learn more at BrioTechUSA.com. That's B-R-I-O-T-E-C-H-U-S-A.com. Support your skin at BrioTechUSA.com. An alternative to everything else on your radio dial. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And feel free to email me at sakura at lovefromthehip.com with your comments, your criticisms, your questions, and well wishes. Let me know how I am doing. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing Joshua T. Berglund on my show. Joshua is the host of Gratitude Unfiltered, producer and brand designer. And if you would like to ask Joshua for advice on how to turn a trauma around, then don't hesitate to call 1-888-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527. So Joshua, before the break, you were um, branching into soul ties. So how are those relevant to trauma? Well, so it's my belief, um, and there's actually scientific evidence that proves this, but like when we have sex with people, you know, we transfer, there's a transfer of DNA. Mm -hmm. And there's a transfer, like a man's seed, for instance, um, it, there's, there's, that's a transfer of DNA, but also there's a spiritual element to it also. Just like, you know, if you're physically abused, like there's a spirit that can, you know, leave someone's body or, you know, and, and branch off into someone else. Um, but soul ties, like for instance, borderline personality disorder is created through a soul tie, um, through a transfer of spirits, because it's an evil spirit that causes someone to to rape and molest it's a demon it's a mm -hmm. demon inside somebody so when they penetrate you you take on that spirit mm -hmm. and, and and that so that that's essentially what it is so borderline personality disorder is created through that kind of trauma um you know there's all kinds of micro traumas and physical you know your major traumas like the physical abuse the verbal abuse things like that are micro traumas and it just, and it feeds those demons and those spirits inside of you. And the thing that's a little scary about borderline personality disorder is when kids first get it, it shows up like an imaginary friend. Mm -hmm. um, in my case, that's what it was like. And I didn't realize at the time that I had developed disassociative identity disorder, <laughs> which is multiple personality disorder. Okay. And uh, it's, it's a terrifying thing, but the beauty is because if you look it up, they talk about different therapies and medications and stuff like that, but they don't say, they, they say the medication doesn't really work. Mm -hmm. um, and that's true. And the same thing with uh, disassociative identity disorder, there's not a medication you can take. Um, but yet they're going to try to prescribe you something anyway, or get you to hooked up with these insane therapies. Mm -hmm. It's all crap because it doesn't get rid of the demon. 
Um, but I also believe, I'm also one of those people that believes that addiction is a demon. Um, I, I really believe that it's a spirit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and so I, so I also, with that belief, believe that you can be delivered from it. And for me, it took getting sober and I did, I was able to work with somebody that was able to help me pray and remove these, these, not only these ties, these soul ties that I had had, but also remove and, or go through a deliverance to remove the evil spirit. That's And I, the reason why I believe in it is because I remember what my life was like before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know now and, and what my, my life has been like since being delivered that I don't have, I don't identify with that person. I don't know who that, the, the, the stories I tell you about being molested and abused and going to jail, like, honestly, it's like talking about someone else. Like, I don't understand it. Right. Um, and so I really truly believe that you can be delivered of it, delivered from these things. And I've seen it happen with other people. It's, it's a matter of, but here's the thing, here's the catch you can let the demon back in, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah, it can be triggered. <laughs> and, and, oh, absolutely. And, 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 you know, I think that's why we have to be careful and look, I'm not a moral police about, you know, I don't, I don't I'm not a judgmental guy about anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I really just have, I'm about really of love and compassion and, you know, trying to show people that there is a way to escape these, this nightmare life that we've lived or lit or are living. And, you know, but I do believe that one of the ways that we can invite these demons back in is through sex, you know, and then of course add drugs to the mix, then you got a whole other animal. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, to me, the, like, I, I really believe that the mental health issues that we are having on the, in this world, um, I really believe it's a spiritual problem. I, I, I really think that people, I'm not going to say a hundred percent, but I'm going to say that a good portion of these people uh, could be delivered from it. So I have to ask you, because you said when you're delivered from it and then you were looking back at your past and you don't even recognize it and it's mm. just not even you, but you're not yeah. saying to reject it because it's part of your journey. I mean, it's it's made you oh, who reject- you are today, right? Yeah, yeah, I can't. So one way to know that when you're healed from something is if you can talk about your trauma and laugh after mm-hmm. or yeah. or and not laugh in a psychotic way, but I'm just saying kind of. I'm able to talk about being molested. I'm able to talk about, you know, I can talk, I can say I have HIV or I struggled with my sexuality and, you know, I can talk about all of those things in a way that doesn't affect me emotionally. Like if you watch the very early episodes of my show, when it started out as morning gratitude and then I had a relapse Mm -hmm. uh, and then it, you know, and through that relapse gratitude unfiltered, was created when God said, I want you to put a spotlight on your shadow world. And, and it became this just a hundred percent authentic, brutally honest journey discussion about what I was going through in this process of working out. And so people saw me when my other person had taken over. People saw me when I was having suicidal, like the, the death. Oh my gosh, there was this time the, the, the devil was coming at me and like attacking me in every which way. And he's like, I'm going to get you one way or another mother effer. And, and, but he, you know, said the real thing and he goes, I'm going to get you one way or another mother effer. So you might as well kill yourself now and kept giving me these images of detailed graphic video playing of all of the different ways that I was going to commit suicide. Mm-hmm. And and, the, and it just the attacks were three days long, and it finally took me going. Remembering, I heard God say, "Spotlight shadow, spotlight shadow," yeah. and I was like, "I know what this means. I'm going on the air and I'm talking about this." Right. So I went on, and the one thing I know about my dark passenger, the one that used to be there, I know that those demons. The one thing that they don't like is the light mm-hmm. and being and authentic. It, right. And talking mm-hmm. about it right. and, and in real time. And you know what? It went away because mm-hmm. and now every time the devil comes at me, I, I, I had a meth, a, a meth relapse. Um, you know, it's been about six months ago now. And and I and I, I, I remember exactly how I let the enemy back in. I remember the step by step. I did an episode about it. Mm-hmm. Um, dissecting a relapse is what it's called. And I, I literally went back to the point of where I let the enemy get a foothold into my brain. And then, so I traced it back. 
But in that, what happened, I had somebody that was threatening to show like naked pictures of me and stuff like that. And I was like, I just started laughing. I go, you don't even know who you're threatening. (laughs) I go, watch this. And I literally went on the air and I talked about my meth relapse and I talked about naked pictures and video of me all over the place. And I was like, yeah, this person's going to expose me, but they don't realize who they're talking to. And I literally just, I, cause when you, when you're authentic and you're honest, Mm -hmm. you remove people's bullets. They got nothing on you. Right. And, and so I'm, I'm just that person because that's what God told me to do. And God will use, and this is the the best thing about walking with Jesus to me is that he will use it all. So when you mess up, you make a mistake, you have a relapse, you screw up, you can ask for forgiveness. You get to ask for forgiveness and you get to confess it because it can be used to help other people because being Following Jesus is not about being perfect. It's about that journey and learning how to be a better human being. It's learning how to be a better man or a better woman mm-hmm. and, 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 and learning to make amends. Like when you make a mistake, you, 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 you ask for forgiveness immediately. You don't harbor resentments and anger because it'll poison your soul. You learn just to release things quickly and move on mm-hmm. and you learn and you can take all of that and grow and it makes you more extraordinary. It makes you more universal. And, and more importantly, it allows you to play in the supernatural. Because what I was saying earlier, following Jesus is spiritual. The spiritual but not religious people have it almost right. Like it's almost right. More so than religious people. More so than what people call it. When they call themselves Christians, half of them got it wrong. Because Following Jesus is about a relationship with Jesus. It's not about being a Christian and being perfect. Right. And it, it, it's about being authentic. It's about being honest and being real and not stuffing things in your closet, not living in shame, not living in fear of judgment. It's not about persecuting gay people or persecuting people that, that have an affair. Because whether or not that that's right or not, and having an affair and, 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 and all of that is not, and it's not right. But the fact is, it's not for us to judge or critique or criticize them. It's for us because we don't know the roots of where these things came from. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I experimented sexually because I didn't know what was going on. I was molested by two men at seven years old. So like my brain, even though I didn't like what happened, the fact is it changed my brain chemistry. It changed everything about me. And then being molested again, then being molested by a female babysitter. Guess what? I became a pervert really early on in my life. Mm-hmm. I was hypersexualized by the age of seven. Like that's screwed up. Right. But guess what? That's my reality. And I'm not the only one. Right. And everyone has. And, their and guess what? <laughs> Jesus loved me the whole time. And I want to tell anyone that's listening right now, like no matter what you've been through in your life, giving your life to Jesus gives you an opportunity for all of that pain to be used as revenge against the enemy. Because there's nothing more that the, the enemy wants you to believe that you're an, a you're a drunk, you're an abuser, you're an addict, you're a piece of crap, you're a junkie. That's what he wants you to believe. But the truth is, all of that stuff gets to be used to bring you joy, happiness, and it allows you to fulfill your purpose in this world. Right. Awesome. Sorry, I get fired up. <laughs> no, it's all right. Well, hey, we're going to have to take a break with that. So stick around for more Love from the Hip. Post-traumatic stress syndrome affects people from all walks of life, triggered by sexual assault, traffic, collisions, warfare, or other threats to life. PTSD is a killer. Every day, an average of 22 veterans commit suicide due in part to PTSD. Retired U.S. Colonel Debbie Simpson struggled with her own PTSD, following a military career specializing in critical care. Debbie turned to dancing as a way to heal unresolved grief, guilt, and shame caused by the losses of war. The benefits were so great that she founded the nonprofit Battlefield to Ballroom, a unique approach to assisting other brave warriors. Battlefield to Ballroom has partnered with famed dance company Arthur Murray International to help veterans in need. If you or someone you know can benefit, log on now to battlefieldtoballroom.org. That's Battlefield. The number two, ballroom.org. Life is a dance, and you can give the gift of the first steps towards recovery. Donate at battlefieldtoballroom.org today. 
Did you know that your skin is your body's first defense against disease and infection? BrioTech knows and has developed their topical skin spray to enhance your skin's natural healing responses and defenses. BrioTech is all about providing its customers products that help promote skin wellness. BrioTech Topical Skin Spray is a light misting spray free of added fragrance, oil, alcohol, and parabens. All this protection without clogging your pores. It's a must addition to your all-around daily skincare regimen. Try BrioTech, a collection of sprayers from two ounces to eight ounces. With this bundle, you can have BrioTech Topical Skin Spray wherever life takes you. All natural and safe to use from head to toe. Irritations, redness, post-procedure sensitivities? Get BrioTech Topical Skin Spray today. Learn more at BrioTechUSA.com. That's B-R-I-O-T-E-C-H-U-S-A.com. Support your skin at BrioTechUSA.com. Want a more youthful figure no matter what age? Find answers at Madsen Medical Spa. Allow doctors Aaron and Paul to help you eliminate your frustration with weight management. Say no, no to yo-yo, diets, and exhausting exercise grinds. Madsen Medical Spa will do the heavy lifting for you and coach you all the way through to your ideal weight. We offer the latest and greatest in body sculpting and body contouring lasers and devices, high-quality nutritional supplements and meal replacements, as well as mindful practices. We will treat the inside to treat the outside, and it's all perfect. Personally tailored for you. Men and women, drop inches, not just pounds, and see a healthy, beautiful you. Consultations are free, results are priceless. Log on to MadsenMedSpa.com. That's M A D S E N MedSpa.com. Or call 425 656 8008. That's 425-656-8008. Get the shape you want this summer. Become a healthier, more beautiful you. Peach Buzz is great. If it's on a peach, let Sakura Skin and Mind remove unsightly hair with dermaplaning. Although its primary purpose is to remove layers of dead skin, it's just one of the added benefits, leaving your skin baby smooth, safe, effective, fast, and affordable. What a concept! Sakura Skin and Mind wants you to look your very best, and dermaplaning is just one tool in their chest. Find out about dermaplaning at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A, skinandmind.com. We bring out the healthy skin and healthy way of thinking you didn't know you had. Seattle, Tacoma, Antwerp? That's right. We're streamed worldwide on our app and on the web at 1150kknw.com. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook and to subscribe and share my YouTube channel and podcast on Podcast One, Love from the Hip, and that's HYP. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing Joshua T. Berglund on my show. Joshua is the host of Gratitude Unfiltered, producer and brand designer. So Joshua, it sounds like that after you were able to forgive your father and show compassion, that you got on to your path to purpose. But it, you told me, though, that you, at the age of seven, already knew what your purpose was. Well, I had an, I had an idea. I got my first vision when I was seven. And that, that is what gave me a glimpse of what was available. But, you know, I, I didn't know at the time how real that was. You know, I, you know, cause a lot of people have dreams, but it took years for me to understand that those dreams and visions that we get are God showing us what's possible, not, not, you know, it's not, they're, they're not there to mock us. So those, those dreams of a better life or of us, you know, in my case, serving around the world and, you know, speaking and being able to help other people and being able being ser- in service to the world, I didn't. I didn't know just how real that was until later. Um, I always had a heart for people. I always knew instinctively, like I, I love fighting for people that didn't have a voice, the people that didn't know that they could help themselves. My first career was working with complex disabilities like ALS and muscular dystrophy. And, you know, we would take on insurance companies and fight for their right to be able to get the equipment that they needed. And, you know, I, I was a, I was always a fighter and I had a fighting spirit for other people. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't get real clear and have an understanding that these visions that I was getting were part of my gift. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, we were all born with gifts and they're different for other people, but I had an idea, but it did not become clear until I was in that jail cell and I, I surrendered my life to Christ. And I said, you know what, I'm going to be in here for five years. 
My life is no longer my own. Even behind bars, I will serve you. I will do what you've called me to do. And because all of a sudden, all of those images and all of those visions that I had gotten over the you know 28 years, because I was 35 at that time, the 28 years of visions all started to make sense. And I'd realized that I'd been running from the responsibility of what God called me to do. Mm. And, and I had ran from that because it required sacrifice of my personal desires and the personal things that I wanted to do. But here's the thing, all of that stuff wasn't working for me anymore. It wasn't working. Mm. And, and I had enough and I was like, okay, that's it. So I have a different calling God. Okay. I give in. <laughs> Right. I'm all yours. And you know what? When I finally got to that place of surrender, because life is not just about forgiveness and ha having compassion and forgiving. Oh, no, 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 no. Mm -hmm. Life in the end is about being able to fully surrender. Yeah. And getting to that place is where you truly, truly discover what your superpowers are. Mm -hmm. And and that's when we get to operate in a much different level in the supernatural as opposed to the natural. I agree so, with that. I had to surrender to the illness that I almost died from. So I definitely agree with that. Well, are you, I'm glad. Are you doing better now? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, Good. and that, that put me on my path to purpose as well. So in the work that you're doing, which also includes the speaking and the mentoring, would you say then that you're channeling God or Jesus? Well, I'm guided by the Holy Spirit. Okay. And my quiet time is very, very special to me every morning. Um, that is when I get, you know, that's the, the only time you will see me sit still is when I'm with God. Um, and I, and that is what, where I start to first get my messages of what I'm to do that day. And I look, we have free will. And I believe that when we're, our purpose is in line with God's will and we're using our gifts to be a blessing for other people, mm -hmm. we can dream as big as we want. <laughs> and and God will provide it. Like I just I believe that's where that law of attraction stuff. You know, it, I don't believe in law of attraction necessarily because there's more levels to it than what people teach. Sure. But that said, there's something to say about that because I truly believe that we're using our gift to bless other people, and we're taking the lessons in life that we've learned, and we're teaching other people with our gifts those things. I believe that we can create. Our mind is our only limitation to what we can create in the world. Yeah, that's awesome. So how can my listeners contact you, follow you, or check out your show even? Uh, I the, Well, if you check out my website, that's the easiest way because my talk show is on 150 platforms. We're about to go live on Amazon Prime. Um, right now it's on Roku and Apple TV. It's on YouTube and Facebook. It's on 150 different outlets worldwide. Um, so going to Joshua T Berglund.com. That's J O S H U A T B E R G L A N.com. Uh, and I'm, you can look that up on Facebook. I stink at Twitter. Um, I just, I'm trying to learn how to use Instagram, <laughs> but I'm there when they're under the same name, but really, um, you know, for me, my website and Facebook, and of course, you can Google me and you can look at my arrest records and all that stuff. And it's all fun. <laughs> all I don't right. hide from any of it. No, you don't. All right. Well, thanks for being here and being raw and honest and vulnerable. Appreciate your time. Absolutely. Yeah. And thank you to Eric, my talented producer, and you, the listener. You can find me at lovefromthehip.com or sakurskinandmind.com. You can also follow me on Instagram or on Facebook and subscribe to my YouTube channel as well as my podcast on Podcast One, Love From The Hip, and that's H-Y-P. And if you really love the show and have any questions or comments, feel free to email me at sakuralovefromthehip.com. Tune in next Wednesday at 2 p.m. for another Love from the Hip and make self-love contagious. Go ahead. I dare you.